everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Haley. I'm your host. I'm a D1 at the University of Michigan School of Dentistry, and in our episodes, we bounce between giving pre-dental advice and dental school advice from my perspective. Sometimes I bring on some of my classmates, and then we also have guests. Guests like today's guest, which is Laura Vong, a fourth-year dental student at University of Washington. Then sometimes I have dentists, dental specialists, really whatever you're all looking for. A great way to connect is through our Instagram at the Dental Download Podcast, where you can ask questions and send in requests for different speakers to have on the episodes. And like I said, this week we have Laura Vong joining us. She's known as Laura Smiles on YouTube. You might be a fan over there. But we talk about her experience at UW, her time in her gap year, her social media experience and tips, really everything that I was always curious about. And it was a really cool opportunity to get to know her on a little bit of a deeper level outside of YouTube. So I hope you're all really going to enjoy this episode. But for now, we're just going to do a quick little intro, catching you up on my life like we do every week and ending with some motivation. So this past week, we had our second SimLab practical for D1 Fall. It was on class three preps, which are on the lingual surface of your anterior teeth. We had to do one on nine mesial. And then we also had a cariology written exam, our written midterm on Friday. So it was a pretty busy week in that regard, as well as a couple quizzes. The quizzes are pretty standard every week, though, so I'm pretty much used to those. And then next week, we have a few more exams. So we have our cariology lab practical, which is going around to stations and identifying the cavitation phase using the ICDAS criteria one through six for each tooth that you're going to see. And that's kind of how you're graded. And then after that, I have a written dental anatomy exam on Wednesday. And then I have a clinical foundations written exam on Friday. And the clinical foundations is our SimLab class, but every week we have discussion posts and lectures posted about the things that we're learning in SimLab and preparing us for clinic, different terminology, different instruments, different techniques for doing dentistry. And so as well as having the hands-on lab practicals that we do every few weeks, we also have a written exam to test us on kind of multiple choice format, matching format of all that content that we've been learning. So the exams this week aren't necessarily hard sciences. They're more dentistry-specific topics. So hopefully they'll be a little bit easier to manage. And unfortunately, every week going forward, until Thanksgiving, we have at least one exam, if not a couple, and quizzes and all. So going to be very busy going forward. So that's why this week we have Laura. Next week we have Dr. James Lee from Boston. He's a general dentist and also very involved in the ADA over there. And then the week after that, we're going to have an episode with myself and two of my classmates talking about time management, which hopefully will be very helpful. We're about to record that tonight, so TBD how great it is, but I think it'll be good because everyone has such different ways of managing their schedules, such different... I guess, levels of how long they study, how they study, if they study way in advance, if they kind of cram. So it'll be good to get all of our different perspectives. But that's pretty much all the catching up that I have for you all. I'm going to also leave you with a little motivation this week. I know for me personally, like I said, we have had all these exams and there's just more and more exams coming up. I let myself have yesterday off, which was Saturday. And Despite Saturday night when I got back, realizing that I had so much to do today on Sunday and Monday when you're all listening to this, I still don't regret giving myself some time on Saturday afternoon and evening just 
to be with my family, to do my own thing. I think that rest is so, so important in dental school and also in undergrad, also as a dentist, whatever phase of life that you're in. But let the motivation this week just be a reminder to make sure that you're giving yourself some time to rest, some time for yourself, because you will be more productive, more successful, happier, healthier overall if you let yourself catch up on your sleep, if you spend some time with family or friends safely. I think that it will really improve your quality of life. And like I said, your actual success too. So it's a win-win situation. So with all that being said, we're going to get in to the main episode with Laura in just a couple seconds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Hi, everyone. So we do have another guest here today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Laura Vong. I'm currently a fourth-year dental student at the University of Washington School of Dentistry in Seattle, Washington, and I go by Laura Smiles on YouTube. Yes, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of her. So did you also go to the University of Washington for undergrad as well? I did. I did my four years of undergrad at UW, we call it. (laughs) (laughs) And what did you study for undergrad? I majored in general biology, so nothing super special. Yeah, very similar to me. It's probably called different things at different schools, but yep, same thing. (laughs) Nice. So you said you're in your third year right now, correct? Technically fourth. Fourth year? Okay. Like this weird 3.5 transition with the whole COVID situation. Yes, technically fourth year. Okay, that's good. So if things go in an ideal way, you'd be graduating in May? Yes. Okay. End of May, early June. Yeah. Okay, that's exciting. So Mm -hmm. what's like the biggest difference you would say in either like the workload or just like your day-to-day tasks between your first two years to now that you're in clinic? Oh my gosh. So first and second year for us was so didactic heavy. I think that's most ways for most schools is that your first and second year is mostly academic work, like didactics, lectures, homework, quizzes, exams. So first year for me was just studying all the time. Like I legit think we had three to five exams every single week. And then second year, on top of all the studying, you have lab work and you're spending a whole bunch of time in sim lab, working on drilling and crown preps and making temps and spending extra hours in the lab. But as a third and fourth year student, um, it's been so different because it's really nice. Once we go to school, we're just seeing patients and we occasionally have lectures here and there. But other than that, way less studying way better life at home. I can be stress-free and just come home and relax after a long day of clinic and not have to worry about studying anymore. I feel like I have my weekends back. So it's been really nice. I would say definitely the the workload of studying has 
been the most different between first, second year and the end of dental school. That's good to hear that there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel once you get to those first didactic heavy years. (laughs) Do you have any um, sim lab tips for new dental students? I know it's kind of hard in podcast format, but any advice? Yes. So I, at the very beginning of practicing sim lab stuff, I used to not want to spend extra time in sim lab, <laughs> but um, later on I realized that you know it's really worth your time to stay after hours and put in the extra work to practice because you want to get the most practice that you can before working on real patients and really try to understand the procedures that you're doing and more importantly why you're doing them because I used to just do procedures just because that was whatever was on the assignment list for that day and didn't fully understand what was going on. But once you're in clinic, you realize that you have to understand why these things, why you're doing these things. And so I think that it would be my biggest tip is just spend the extra hours to know what you're doing, why you're doing it. Maybe make like a little cheat sheet for yourself and just take the extra time to practice while you can. Do you still find that you're nervous for like new patients or now that you've seen real patients a bit more frequently? Are you more comfortable with like treatment planning and everything? Yeah. So I am definitely more comfortable now than I was at the beginning of third year. (laughs) I remember during the beginning of third year, like before seeing my first patient ever, I was so nervous. The night before I wrote down all of the sequence of steps I was going to take and like my checklist of what things I need to get done, what forms I need to get done. But now that I've been seeing patients for over a year now, I am definitely way more comfortable. Like I'll just look at my patients on the schedule the night before and prepare a few things. I have a better idea of what I'm doing. So it gets better. That's good. That's good. I'm trying not to think that far ahead because I'm just starting D1 <laughs> year, like my fall term. So I'm like, okay, you'll get, get through sim labs and you can worry about patients. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that stuff now, but it's definitely something to consider. So what have you been involved in during dental school and maybe some things you recommend that would be beneficial for other students to get involved in? Yeah. A big one has been ASDA, the American Student Dental Association. I've been involved at both the local chapter and nationally and highly recommend getting involved in your local ASDA chapter. I believe they even have pre-dental chapters at colleges. I started work with ASDA during my first year of dental school. I applied to be a national leader for the position of video production manager um, because I was already vlogging and I thought that it'd be a really cool opportunity to make videos for national ASDA. Um, You actually get to go to Chicago multiple times. You get to go to their leadership conferences and they pay for you to fly out if you're a national leader. So that was an awesome opportunity You get to meet a whole bunch of other dental students who are also national leaders and just students who come to these conferences who are sponsored by, you know, their local chapters. And you get to go to cool workshops and learn about all these different aspects of dentistry and being a dental student. And I think it's just been an awesome experience. I was an ASDA leader for two years. The first year I was video production manager and the second year I was an associate on the Council on Communications working in their social media aspect. And it was super fun. I think it definitely enhanced my dental school experience because I got to 
connect with dental students from around the nation and make friends with all of these different dental students. And it was just really fun. That's awesome. Do you feel like, cause I know for me, I feel like I'm just like, want to get involved in like every student org. Cause there's like so many yeah. things you can learn. Do you feel like it's better to just like pick one and get really heavily involved in it or like do a little bit of everything or just kind of depends on the person? I think it definitely depends on the person, but during your first year, I would say explore as much as you can. I don't know how much of that you can do right now because of COVID and what your school is doing, but I would definitely recommend putting your foot in the water here and there to see what you like during your first year, because that's when you'll have a little bit more time and then you can establish, you kind of, you can kind of pinpoint what you want to invest more of your time in later on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And when you were talking about ASDA, you did mention your YouTube a little bit, and we got lots of questions on the podcast Instagram about social media and everything. So do you have any advice for dental students looking to grow their social media, whether that is YouTube or Instagram? I know you were kind of one of the pioneers in the dental (laughs) YouTuber community. (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you. Um, I think that, yeah, I get asked this a lot too. And the main thing, the main piece of advice that I have for people who are trying to start an Instagram or just social media page in general is consistency. And I think that you can agree with this because you're really consistent with your podcast and even your vlogs too. It's basically like people are going to watch your content, but if you don't post consistently, then there's no incentive for them to subscribe or comment or follow you. And also put up quality content. I learned this very early on that quality over quantity always wins. So currently right now, like I'm having trouble myself just being consistent because dental school is a lot of work. It's a full-time job. And so when you put social media on top of that, sometimes it can get overwhelming and you'll put social media on the back burner But if you want to grow your social media, you have to make it a priority. So kind of balancing that, that's been the hardest part for me. And that I think is a hard part for a lot of other dental students. Kind of keep that in mind. But consistency is definitely key to growing. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think once you kind of have like more of like a niche, like now, like I'm a dental student, like you'll just see more growth and like like utilizing tags and like all those things, I think. It just kind of naturally happens. And I'm sure my next question is going to be, why did you start? But I'm sure that another thing I think people need to remember is that like, you want to have genuine intentions, not like trying to make money or trying like to be like an influencer, like just like (laughs) post because you wish you had this to watch, like post because like you want to help people. But what made you start your YouTube page? Yeah. So I am a Cambodian American student and there aren't that many Cambodian American dentists that I know of. Actually, I don't know of any. So I kind of didn't have a close mentor to look up to and to guide me through the ins and outs of dental school. And I kind of wish that I had something like that. Uh, I love watching YouTube vlogs. And so I thought, you know, maybe I could start my own vlog and just be real and raw about this whole dental school process and what tips I found most useful and share that with other people. And maybe some people will find it useful. And it turned out to be a success. I was very surprised actually with the turnout. And it's been so fun. I think that editing and creating videos is just a really fun hobby of mine now. And yeah, it's turned out to be really great. So that's how I got started. Just my intention was just to offer advice to other pre-dental students who were in my shoes, who didn't 
really have anyone that they could reach out to, or they felt like they didn't have anyone that they could reach out to. And they could just watch some blogs or videos um, of me giving some dental school advice. Yeah. I love your videos. I think they're great. So, and I know because of your comments and everyone that watches that you are helping so many people. So it is really awesome that you've stuck with it and that you're make it a point, like you said, to post as much as you can. Um, That's so good to hear. (laughs) No, yeah, they're great. It's like, one of the reasons I wanted to start my channel. So I definitely love your videos. Um, the next thing I was wondering, still kind of on the same topic, have you had any like cool or unexpected opportunities because of your social media? And I know specifically someone was wondering how you started working with Figs, the Scrubs brand. Yeah. So there have been multiple opportunities that have come up. A lot of the times, I guess I'll focus on Figs first. So Figs, I actually didn't start working with until recently but I bought my first pair of figs at the very beginning of dental school when they were just starting to become popular and didn't really post too much about it then. Cause I was like, Oh, these are just scrubs. I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> just recently I started noticing that they were onboarding more and more brand ambassadors. And so I was like, I really want to be a figs ambassador. So actually they did not reach out to me. Um, I reached out to them and there's actually a brand ambassador application that they have. So if you're interested in becoming a FIGS ambassador, my advice is to post quality content, like quality pictures in your scrubs, apply for their ambassador program. You can reach out to them via Instagram DM. They're really good at responding back. Got a call two months later that they accepted my application and I was so excited because I love this scrub company. Um, But that's just one example of an opportunity. Another one would be Cocoa Floss. I love Cocoa Floss. It's like my favorite floss. I can't stop raving about it. And they reached out to me a couple of times to do some posts. This glove company, Cranberry, they've also reached out to me to do some sponsored posts. And I actually love their brand. They are the gloves that my mom uses at her dentist's office. Um, she's a dental hygienist. And those are the um, glove brands that that's the glove brand that her office uses. And so I was like, well, this is so cool that this glove company reached out to me and they're willing to do some giveaways. So those are just a few of the examples. But social media has definitely opened doors. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's great that it's like things you were using anyways, things that you really like actually enjoy. You're not just like posting about some random thing. So that's really good that it can be like things that are already in your routine that you can share with people. Yes. So kind of pivoting topics more about dentistry specifically. So I'm pretty sure you're planning on doing general dentistry, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. So what made you know that you did not want to specialize? Well, at first I thought I wanted to be a pediatric dentist and everyone thought this about me because just of my personality, people assume that I want to be a pediatric dentist and work with kids. I'm very bubbly, but I thought that I was going to be a pediatric dentist because I did research and stuff before dental school and peds and then coming to dental school. And when I finally started working with patients, adult patients, cause that's the, the main patient population that we see at the dental school. I realized that I actually really enjoy working with patients who are more in their adult years, but I also like the kids aspect. So I realized that I want a wide variety of a patient population that I can work with and help. And so I decided that I would just do general. And then after doing clerkships or rotations during my third year, that's when we rotate through endo, OS, um, oral medicine, ortho, peds. 
I realized that I like a little bit of everything and I don't want to really limit myself to just one of those specialties right now. But if I ever do later on in life, then I can always go back and specialize. Are you hoping to work right after graduating or are you looking to do like a general dentistry residency or kind of TBD? Yeah, this is a TBD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently in the process of applying to AEGDs, but also looking at associateship opportunities. So kind of weighing both right now to see what opportunities are there since everything's up in the air with this whole COVID thing. So I just want to open my, open as many opportunities as I can. Yeah. I feel like, is that what you would recommend for students in their fourth years, especially now, like to kind of maybe have, try to explore both options and see like, which seems like the most appealing if you can get job offers versus like AGD programs and stuff. Yes. I think that that is the way to go. Definitely. Um, try to keep your grades up if you can, just so that you have that opportunity during third and fourth year to apply to programs if you do want to later on. Um, but I think that's the route I recommend doing for now. (laughs) Do you know if obviously for like oral surgery, orthodontics, you need like top of your class, like really good grades most of the time, what like range are you looking at to be accepted to like an AEGD or a GPR program? This I'm actually not too knowledgeable about because okay. I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel too confident Sharon because I'm not accepted yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd say, you know, a lot of people get into AEGDs and GPRs. You don't have to be at the top of your class for sure um, to do those ones. I'd say try to aim for top 50% of your class if you can. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I was just like, it's like, I'm not going to be like an (laughs) all-star, but hopefully I can have as good like grades as I can while still like being sane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not at the top of my class, but I'm not at the bottom either. So. (laughs) That's good. So um, kind of backtracking on your journey with dentistry, can you briefly explain why you wanted to go into dentistry and then what you kind of did to solidify that this was what you wanted to do? Yeah. So I was pre-med at first, like ever since, I don't know, high school till my sophomore year of college, I was pre-med. I always thought that I wanted to be a pediatrician um, just because that was instilled in me at a young age. I don't know. Someone told me, I think it was my parents, (laughs) that they wanted me to be a doctor. So that was just typical Asian thing. And by the time I got to college, I was shadowing pediatricians and doctors And they actually told me that they don't enjoy being a doctor and that they were actually kind of pushing me away from medicine, which I thought was so interesting, Um, just because they didn't like their work-life balance and they said that their work was tedious. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. And I heard this from multiple doctors that I was shadowing. And it was really unfortunate because I was so excited about medicine and then that kind of made me rethink things. And so I went on this medical mission trip with UW called Vietnam Health Clinic. It was basically a two-week mission trip to Vietnam, rural Vietnam, and I got to shadow and assist physicians, pharmacists, optometrists, physical therapists, nurses, and dentists. And I actually liked the dentist component the most. And I think that the thing that attracted me to dentistry during this medical mission trip was the fact that there was instant gratification and help that you could give to these patients. They come in with a tooth pain, you get it out and they are so thankful and out of pain. And I was just like, wow, this is 
amazing. Like I want to offer this to my own patients. And so after coming back from that, I looked more into the field of dentistry and it just so happens that my mom's also a dental hygienist. She never pushed me into dentistry. I just came to dentistry on my own, but it was really helpful that she was already in the field. And then she connected me with some of her bosses that she's worked for. And I got a shadow of them and they loved their jobs. I don't know if it's like this for other pre-dental students who have dentists who have shadow dentists, but a lot of dentists love their jobs because of the work-life balance and the work that they do. One of the mentors that I have, he's way over retirement age and he's still practicing because he loves his work so much. And that's really what stood out to me and really drew me to dentistry. I was like, wow, how can you love your work so much that you don't want to retire? And so after that, I just looked more into dentistry, started shadowing more, got into research with clinical research at the dental school and started working as a front desk receptionist at a dental office during my gap year and really found out that I loved dentistry and can't see myself doing anything else. That's awesome. And I have totally noticed that too, that there are some dentists that are quite up there in age and they still love working and they like are just so passionate about the field. And I think that says a lot for the career. So another thing kind of early on in your pre-dental journey, can you talk about your process applying to dental school and then choosing which dental school you wanted to attend? What were kind of the factors you considered? Maybe how many schools did you apply to? Yeah. So I I think I applied to 10 to 12 programs, which is kind of on the lower end, I think. And when I was applying to dental schools, I chose them based off of my stat using the IDEA Guide to Dental Schools. I believe that that book is published every single year, updated with stats of all of the dental schools in the US. Yeah. Also, some other factors that I considered were location, looking at the different curriculums, looking at what outreach opportunities they have for community outreach. But eventually, ended up going to four interviews and getting accepted into three, UPenn, USC, and UW. I ended up choosing UW ultimately because it was one, the cheapest tuition for me and two, location that's closest to home. And I just loved my UW experience during undergrad that I was excited to come back for dental school. So what has been your favorite part of your dental school experience so far? My favorite part has definitely been seeing patients. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely just building rapport with the patients and just how thankful patients are when you do work for them has been the most amazing feeling, especially when you're in the emergency clinic and someone comes in with pain, you're able to help them, whether that means giving them some pain management or referring them to endo or if you can same day extraction if they can't um, afford any other options or if that's the best option for them that has been the best feeling and is there anything that you think is like particularly unique or really strong about UW's dental school yeah I think that our oral medicine department is really awesome I don't know how many other dental schools offer an oral medicine specialty option but UW gives us a great experience with it. We get to work with the oral medicine residents and learn about different things thoroughly, like TMD and different pathology. Our pathology department is also really great. And so learning about these different things that you don't normally think about as a dental student has been an awesome experience. Yeah, I've never even really heard those two words together, like oral medicine. So I think it's yeah. a pretty unique thing. So that's awesome. It is. And 
What would you say has been the most challenging part of dental school so far? I think the time management aspect of dental school has definitely been the most challenging, especially during the first two years of dental school when you are spending so much time studying and at school physically that time management is a really important thing to do. And I struggled with that during first and second year. So that's been the most difficult thing. (laughs) That was actually one of my other questions. Do you have any tips for time management when it comes to school, hobbies, your social media, relationships, just making sure everything gets the time it needs? Yes. Planner. Or whatever planner you works, whether that's Google Calendar or actually physically having a planner has helped me the most because I am a visual learner. So I need to write things down to see what my schedule is going to be like. Also, I think just not stressing out over the little things in dental school, which is really hard to do because most of us in dental school, we got here by being type A and really competitive during undergrad. But once you're in dental school, it's a different game. You don't have to be competitive because these dental schools, they don't want you to fail out because they want your tuition, you know? I would say don't stress about the little things like quizzes. You're going to have so many exams. If you fail one, don't make it like it's the end of the world. I failed one exam in first year and I felt like it was the end of the world and I had to remediate. But you know what? It's not the end of the world. And I learned so much more um, during that experience. So... I think that's definitely one one piece of advice that I would have for that. And this is something I'm kind of going through, or I guess, because we do a summer term before we start in the fall. But did you notice that like your study habits or the way you studied like changed throughout dental school? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you mean like throughout the four years of dental school? Or yeah. Or yeah. Just compared, maybe compared to undergrad. Yes. So in undergrad, I definitely crammed more, procrastinated and crammed more. But during dental school, I found myself taking the time to learn the material because this is material that I actually need to know because I'm going to be a patient care provider and I feel like I need to have this knowledge. And so I guess in that sense, my studying um, methods have changed because I tried to memorize more things rather than cramming the night before. I'll take the extra time to really focus on studying I've been using the Pomodoro technique where I study for a little bit, take a break, study more, take a break. That really works for me. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's good advice. And this is my last question, but it's kind of possibly a longer one. Can you talk about your gap year, what you did, and why you think it's a good option for pre-dental students? Yes. So I loved my gap year. Um, The reason I took it, the main reason is that I decided to pursue dentistry a little bit later in my college career. Uh, It was at the late end of my sophomore year, beginning of junior year, that I decided to switch from medicine to dentistry. And so I definitely was not ready to apply at the end of my junior year. So I told myself that I was just going to take my time, take a gap year. And it ended up being one of the best years of my life. Um, Definitely recommend it to pre-dental students. I think that taking a gap year is an awesome opportunity because once you're a dentist, you're going to be doing dentistry for the rest of your life. You won't have that year to take off to do something really fun or to work at a different job that you wish you could have worked for. So during my gap year, I ended up... At the beginning of the gap year, I ended up submitting my applications to dental school And then that whole year, I worked multiple positions. I worked as a research assistant in clinical research at the UW Center for Pediatric Dentistry. And I was there part-time. 
I also worked as a dental receptionist for my mentor's dental office. And that was every other Saturday. And that was really nice because I got to learn the ins and outs of the front office, which a lot of dental students don't have that experience. Even dentists don't have that experience working the front desk. So it was a really great opportunity. And he taught me a lot, actually. And then the third job that I had was working as an ice cream scooper at Molly Moon's Ice Cream, which is this really popular Seattle ice cream shop. And I think I learned so much from this that I did not expect to learn. The owner of Molly Moon's runs this great small business and she's so ethical and so like just her company's mission and values match up with what I want when I am an owner. And so learning small business management was actually something that I didn't know I was going to do during my gap year, but it ended up being a great experience. That's really cool. And it sounds like you got like a little bit of everything in a way. So it sounds like it was a year well spent, but do you have any closing advice, final thoughts, words of wisdom that you want to get out to dental students listening? Yeah. So to current dental students, Make sure to have fun while in dental school. I see way too often that people in dental school just focus on the school aspect so much that they forget to take care of themselves and the wellness that you need to have to succeed in dental school. Um, As patient care providers, we need to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of others. And if you're stressing out all the time about dental school and not having time to relax or just have time for yourself, I think that that's something that's very easily done in dental school where people just don't think about it because they're just so focused on the didactics and grades and stuff like that. But for me, I found myself to have a great balance. And I think it's definitely been helpful in my success in dental school and just having YouTube as an outlet, having social media Um, All of these different things that I do outside of dental school have definitely kept me grounded and just, you know, hanging out with friends, going over to my parents on the weekend, just doing that kind of stuff and having fun while in dental school will definitely make your experience better. (laughs) Yeah, I love that advice. I will keep that in mind as I go through my four years. So thank you so much for everything today. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they do have more questions? Should they comment on a YouTube video, send you a DM? Yeah, so I... After posting a video, I'm pretty active on the comments if it's a new video. Um, DMs, I'm a little bit behind right now. So the best way to reach me would be by email, lauravsmiles at gmail.com. I typically get back to emails the best. Okay. Thank you so much. So thank you everything for everything today. I feel like it was such a great episode and I loved getting to know you better. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I can't wait to hear it. All right, we've reached the end of today's episode. I will talk to you next Monday when we have another guest, Dr. James Lee from Boston, two dental practices. His father was a dentist, didn't want to do dentistry, ended up doing it anyway. So we talk about how he ended up there and he's very involved in the ADA new dentist committee. So we talk about organized dentistry and how and why dentists should be getting involved and what you can do as a pre-dental student. So I hope you're all very excited for that episode and I cannot wait to talk to you next Monday.